roll and I'll just feel something. Welcome to Rackhouse Ramblings Podcast. I'm Jeff, your host. Here I like to talk about bourbon and anything related to it. Sometimes I talk about life experiences. Sometimes I talk about adventures I've had. Sometimes I just talk about things I'm interested in. But you know what? Every time I talk from the heart. I'm a firefighter. I'm a craftsman. I'm an avid outdoors person, and I'm a lover of all things handcrafted. Thanks for taking time to listen. I'll do my best to make it worth your while. Rackhouse Ramblings is on the air. All right, this is episode 47. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. Uh, I tried something a little different this year. It was pretty cool. Of course, we had turkey, we had pumpkin pie, all that stuff was on the menu. Also had venison. That's right, venison. Uh, I served it two different ways. First, I made some jumbo meatballs on bamboo skewers. Man, they were good. I put them on the skewer, the, the skewer so you can do them hands-free, kind of like city chicken. And then um, I also made venison ribs. And I know you guys are probably thinking, you know, what are these ribs like? They're not like pork ribs. They're not like baby back ribs, anything like that. If I had to describe them, I'd describe them as like a beef uh, short rib. I followed this recipe from um, Steve Ranella, the guys over at Meat Eater. I slow cooked them in my crock pot for about 40, or I should say 40, <laughs> about four hours, then uh, finished them on the barbecue, and I thought they were pretty freaking awesome. I would highly recommend it. If you've never tried it, give it a try. It was, um, I cut them up into sections about like four ribs, and I cut them about three inches tall, so they're just kind of like finger food as like a side dish. I thought they were a really cool way to get rid of uh, the ribs, other than normally we would cut the meat in between the ribs, throw it in a pile, and grind it into burger. But uh, this was a little bit uh, different, and uh, the people that came by uh, really enjoyed it. You know, I got a lot of good feedback on it. Normally, uh, like I said, that rib meat, I would grind it into burger, but this was a little bit different. I'm glad I did. Um, it wasn't hard, just takes a little little bit uh, to do. But anyway, let's let's get into the podcast, starting with the bourbon. So today I am reaching to the bottom shelf. <laughs> uh, that's right, the bottom shelf. I recently got a coupon in the mail, probably just like all of you guys, for Total Wine. And if you go there and buy something, you get the free wine glasses, right? So I went there, checked it out. What a cool place. Everyone, you got to go visit it. Check it out. Um, it's big. It's like grocery store big. And like the sign says, it's total wine and more, but mostly wine. You know, my wife, Ann, uh, likes to occasionally have a glass of wine, and she loved it. I uh, uh, found, We found her wine. Now, I'll tell you, her wine is called Reggae Red, and I wouldn't call it a top-shelf wine by any means. It's usually $10 a bottle. Uh, we found it at Meyer, We found it at Kroger. found it at Wine uh, Palace. Um, but here at Total Wine... It was $2 less. It was $7.49. Needless to say, we bought six bottles. <laughs> so as we're walking through there, I uh, gravitated to the bourbon aisle, um, went back and forth, up and down, checked it all out, top to bottom, and it's a good selection. Um, I wouldn't say great, but good. Uh, I would still say Wine Palace is better. I would still say uh, Liquor Barn down in Kentucky is way better. <laughs> but um, for around here, Total Wine, that was pretty good selection. Um Give it a look-see. I, when I walk up and down the aisles, I saw a lot of things missing that I would normally expect to see. Um, obviously, they have a distributor and things like that that they uh, work with. But um, the only thing that caught my eye <laughs> was this bottom shelf bottle. <laughs> I know. I know. It's funny. Um, it's from Heaven Hill Distillery, which is one of my favorites. They're the folks that do uh, Evan Williams, Elijah Craig. 
um, Rittenhouse Rye, things like that. So I purchased the bottle. It's called Heaven Hill Quality House Old Style Bourbon for the whopping price of $7.96 a bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's not even $8. You heard me right. So let's get to it. And I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. When we were looking at the bottles on the shelf, I had to go through the different bottles because most of the labels were all crooked and some of them were not even stuck on right. They're all crumpled up. So I found a label that I could read and I'm guessing maybe that's why it was $8 a bottle. But anyway, so I was trying to go on the internet and get some uh, background, some data on this uh, Heaven Hill Quality House Old Style Bourbon. I could find absolutely nothing. Absolutely. Even at the Heaven Hill website, they don't acknowledge that they make this. <laughs> <laughs> so that must tell me something. It, 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 but that's why we try it, right? That's why I wanted to try it to tell you guys about it. For $8 a bottle, I said, what the hell, we're going to... I couldn't walk into Total Wine anymore and not walk out with a bottle of bourbon. Although I did get some Evan Williams eggnog. So anyway, here we go. Um, all, I, I guess all I've got for you guys is the label and my opinion of what it tastes like. So label says right on it, Heaven Hill Quality House Old Style Bourbon, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 80 Proof. I spin the label, it says mellow and smooth, charcoal filtered. Established shortly after Prohibition, Heaven Hill Old Style Bourbon is a genuine sour mash whiskey. It is produced using a time-proven method by 6th and 7th generation master distillers whose craft has been passed on from generation to generation. Charcoal filtered just prior to bottling. This bourbon is known for its smooth yet mild and mellow flavor. Custom-made mash. <laughs> Yeah, let's see. You know, best of the great Kentucky bourbons made in Bardstown, heart of bourbon country. Uh, Heaven Hill Old Style Bourbon is named for the spring that ran through the distillery grounds. This spring originally provided the pure limestone water used to produce this fine bourbon. Today, Heaven Hill Old Style Bourbon continues its legacy as a fine Kentucky bourbon. And then it says genuine at the bottom. Genuine what? I'm not sure, but it just says the word genuine on the label. So... As with any bottom shelf whiskey, it is a twist off. There's no cork, you won't hear that pop. <laughs> uh, let's give it a little pour. That's not a sound effect, that's really me pouring. Let's see what we have. <laughs> Whew. Okay, so right out of the bat, it uh, has a heavy alcohol, uh, like that vapory kind of taste. Let me have another one. It is um, a little harsh, but not bad. I've had worse. Uh, definitely, hmm, how would I describe it? A little vanilla, a little acidy, a little bit burning going down. Um, stronger than what I'm used to, of course. I would say it's worth getting for $8. I would tell you it'd probably be good for a mixer. You know, if you wanted to do an old-fashioned, a Manhattan whiskey sour, things like that. Um, definitely this would be a good one if you wanted to, uh, do a flight of bourbons and go from, uh, best to worst. You know, you could always start off with something like this and then work your way up to a, uh, a, uh, Angel's Envy or a Buffalo Trace or a Barton 1792 or any of those. Um, but this would be the, the one to start on your flight with, but, uh, for $8, it's worth having in the collection. So... There you have it, Heaven Hill Quality <laughs> quality House Old Style Bourbon. So let's get on with the show. Let's see what we've got for you here. Um, 
Total Wine. Go check it out. Uh, they have a, oh, you know what else they had? They had a big beer selection. That's right. Um, huge selection of beers, especially craft beers. And I'm not really a craft beer guy, but they had an aisle where you could buy um, a shit ton of craft beer singles. Uh, if you wanted to try one, um, or, you know, if you wanted to get a uh, gift pack for someone, a four pack or six pack, something like that of some different ones, um, definitely go there and check it out. Uh, they also had a really good aisle for mixers. If you wanted to do mixed drinks, um, all your bitters, your sours, um, the uh, supplies that you would need to mix, the uh, fancy maraschino cherries and all that, definitely uh, check it out for, uh, put that on your place to stop while you're out doing your Christmas shopping. So anyway, um, for today's podcast, what do I got on the agenda? Oh, here, we're going to talk about this recent purchase I made. I think you guys will like it. It's kind of interesting. Um, I won't give it away right now, but that's your little teaser. I What else do I have recently? Uh, oh, you know what? We're going to return to one of my favorite segments. Is it real or is it fake? Thanks to Aaron. Aaron, you sent me one. Um, I looked up a couple more myself. Um, is it real or is it fake? We'll talk about that. Got a few more topics up my sleeve. Um, but before I get to the next segment, I wanted to talk about the transition music that I use here on my podcast. I hope you guys like it. I really enjoy doing that. Um, it really, I've, I Hopefully I've gotten better at my production skills, editing skills, and I love picking out the uh, music to use in between uh, the transitions, and this episode is going to be no different. So for this episode, I have chosen um, some stuff by Dave Grohl. It's called the Hanukkah Sessions. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but for every night of Hanukkah, is releasing a remake of a song that was written or performed by someone that's Jewish. So we started this last year. Uh, the Hanukkah session started in 2020. You may have seen it on Facebook or whatever. A couple of them have been coming out this week. So what I'm going to do is my transition music is going to be these uh, Dave Grohl Hanukkah session uh, uh, tunes. I hope you guys like it. I think they're pretty cool. Uh, this next one's a remake of uh, Jump by Van Halen. So David Lee Roth and the band is the Jewish guy. Uh, Rackhouse Ramblings, episode 47, is on the air. Stay right there. We will be right back. you guys think of that i really if you go on youtube and check out that video it's a whole spoof on van halen uh 1984 and uh they try and remake the scenes and everything from the video i thought it was really funny when i when i uh, watched it i think you guys will like it too anyway here we go episode 47 uh we're gonna get into it a couple weeks ago i bought this machine called a cricket now this cricket is like a desktop i think of it um some of you know what it is, some of you don't, but it's kind of like a printer, right? But instead of uh, printing ink, it, it's a, it holds a tool. And um, it has different tools that you can put in the little uh, grabber thing of it. 
uh, usually use this small razor cutting tool and it cuts out vinyl for like window graphics. Like when you see graphics on people's windows, whether they're on a hockey team or softball or whatever, um, different graphics and things. And that's why I got it. So I can do, uh, my van. I want to do my own graphics on my van, uh, the transit I have. And the other cool thing it does, it, this Cricut does so many things. So, um, it does stickers. So if you, uh, print out a sticker, put it through the machine, it scans and cuts around the sticker. So, uh, I've been messing around printing out stickers. What a fun, I'm like totally addicted to this thing and probably knows that already, but, um, it cuts out things like, uh, if you wanted to cut paper and make, uh, uh, cards like birthday cards, holiday cards, things like that. If you wanted to cut out cardboard or origami, um, place settings, things like that. Um, it cuts balsa wood. Right now I'm messing around with leather, as a matter of fact. See if it'll cut some leather. I got a couple interesting projects I'm going to do with that. And um, by now you guys are probably thinking, wow, what do I care about a cricket? Well, this is going to kind of apply to you right here, right now, the listeners of Rackhouse Rambling. So um, I have a giveaway for you guys. Here's what I'm going to do. The first 10 people to reach out to me, um, you can reach out by text 734-787-9266 by message on, uh, Instagram. You can do it by posting a note on the podcast app. Any way you can reach out to me, um, reach out to me in the first 10 people. I've got a pack of, uh, stickers, bourbon stickers, Rackhouse Rambling stickers, some stickers I made. I think you guys will really, really like it. Um, just a gift to say thanks for you guys to, uh, for me to you. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know what? Stay right there. We're going to be right back. Um, check out this song, another Dave Grohl from Hanukkah Sessions. <laughs> this one's a funny one. You'll like it. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. I bet you guys didn't know Barry Manilow music could sound so good, right? <laughs> Copacabana. I thought that one was a really funny one. That one just came out the other night. So anyway, you guys know um, I listen to uh, a bunch of different podcasts. I steal ideas, like to talk about different things and all that. And the other day I listened to a good one from Joe Rogan and his guest was Ted Nugent. And I know you guys kind of roll your eyes, but so did my wife, right? Ted Nugent, whatever. But um, this episode I thought was worth listening to because he mentioned um, a handful of things that I was interested in. The first that he mentioned was Fred Bear. The second was a guy named Ishii. And Ted talked about archery. And he was explaining to Joe Rogan how Fred Bear was such a big influence on uh, Ted uh, Nugent and how he important he was to the archery world as well. Um, he talked about uh, even the history of a guy named Saxton Pope, who studied this Native American named Ishii, and he was the last of the Yahi Indian tribe in Northern California. So between Saxon Pope and Ishii, and I think it was Art Young was the other one, they pretty much are the foundation of archery as we know it today. Um, I know there's a couple of my friends have heard me talk about this and preach about this Ishii guy, but I'm going to give you, uh, for those of you that don't know, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. Um, this Ishii, I-S-H-I is his name, uh, was a Native American, 
1911, he crawled out of the woods and into civilization, literally came out of the woods. He was the last of his tribe. This is in Northern California, near the Bear Creek area, they call it. And in that area, in the early 1900s, there's actually a bounty to kill Indians. I know, it's disgusting, it really is, but this is for real, it really happened. So when this happened, the, the, the Native American Ishii saw his tribe getting slaughtered and ran to the woods and hid for 20 fucking years. Really, 20 years, he hid. Um, and he would hide in bushes and hide, cover his tracks. So many different, you have to read the book about, there, there's a couple of books on this Ishii character. Um, but he stumbled out of the wilderness because uh, one day some people, a couple of surveyors, came across his little campsite that was hidden in the bushes, and they took his knife making, or not his knife making, his fire making tools, all his flint napping stuff, his uh, hides that he would sleep on and wear in the winter, um, all of his uh, hunting gear, his bow, his arrow, his fishing gear, everything he needed to survive, they took it. And they thought, boy, this has been lost. Somebody, this should go in a museum or whatever. And it ended up that Ishii was half starving and uh, came into a butcher shop. And the guy didn't know what to do with this Indian. They called the police and they really didn't know what to do. He ended up at a uh, uh, university. I want to say it was UC Berkeley. I'm going off memory now. And the anthropology department studied him for a few years. And he ended up passing away. He died from uh, tuberculosis infection. Uh, he had no antibodies like we do. But in the meantime, they were able to learn his language, learn his skills, learn. Uh, they really focused on uh, archery, bow and arrow, and how he survived and things like that. And that's how uh, one of the reasons today we have what's called the Pope and Young Club for archery hunting. And there's the equivalent in guns is called the Boone and Crockett Club. So uh, the cool thing, go to Wikipedia, type in Ishii, I-S-H-I, hit enter, and you'll kind of see a picture of him will come up and everything. There's been a handful of books written. It's really, really, really interesting story. And this kind of ties to Fred Bear and ties back to Ted Nugent. And they were talking about it on the podcast. And also, um, Ted Nugent was talking about... Uh, Oh, this was a funny one here. I'm looking at my notes. Sorry, guys. But if you watched uh, Yellowstone last Sunday, um, there was a part in Yellowstone where John Dutton um, bailed the girl out of jail, the uh, protester. Summer was her name, right? And he explained to her, you know, you're a vegan. And it ran into this lecture about how when you plow and plant fields, it kills everything. It kills snakes and turtles and moles and mice and voles and any creature that is on the ground, the plow will kill. And I think, um, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not, I hope I remember it right, but then he says to her, do you only protect the animals that are pretty or big? How do you say it? You only protect the pretty animals, not the, the little ones uh, that aren't pretty. And that whole speech, that diatribe, uh, was a Ted Nugent quote that was done at a press conference. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but somehow one of the writers from Yellowstone must have found it and used it for a John Dutton line. So any, I thought that was pretty interesting too from the podcast. But anyway, um, another thing that, that I thought was cool was they were talking about uh, the origins of uh, recording music, uh, some of the Ted Nugent riffs and where they come from, Bo Diddley and all these older guys. And all. I thought I thought it was cool. Give it a listen. It was a little bit long. It was like three hours. Then I was listening to another one called Bear Grease Podcast, and they talked. You know what? I'll save that for the next podcast. That's the fulsome point. Uh, we'll you know we'll do a big 
big dive into Folsom. But anyway, uh, let's wrap up this segment. Another Dave Grohl Hanukkah Sessions. This one is from last year, 2020. Um, see if you recognize it. I thought it was pretty cool. Stay right there. I'll be right back. that cool music or what beastie boys right jewish guys from new york right so anyway uh rack house ramblings episode 47 i have got a favor to ask of you guys uh my good friend his name is dutch gordon is a photographer and he recently joined instagram um i'd like for you guys to show him some love and follow him dutch is a really cool character unbelievable photographer um and even from his uh his uh, Instagram handle, you can buy some of his uh, artwork. Uh, I think he's doing cards, greeting cards, postcards, things like that. Um, anyway, he takes pictures of wildlife. Phenomenal, phenomenal photographer. We met in Alaska, and we've been friends with him and his brother John ever since. Ann and I went to Alaska years ago. If you know me, you've heard my stories about Alaska. Uh, well, I met uh, Dutch and his brother John there, and we um, have been traveling buddies ever since. And I, I started to go through my little mental uh, Rolodex, my checklist, and I was thinking about all the national parks we went to with John and or with Dutch and his brother John. We uh, did Lake Clark National Park way up in Alaska. We did Katmai National Park, which is where all the grizzly bears are. That's in Alaska. We've done Yellowstone, uh, Tetons, Rocky Mountain, um, Boundary Water. Well, Boundary Waters doesn't really count. We didn't go to Voyagers. It's right by there. But uh, we've done quite a bit with, I guess that's a resume. Oh, wow. So anyway, back to Instagram. Um, Dut, his handle is Dutch.Gordon. That's D-U-T-C-H period G-O-R-D-O-N. Dutch Gordon. Go there, check out, check out his pictures. Um, leave him a comment. Tell him I said, hey, uh, Rackhouse Rambling said to check you out. You're pretty cool. Or whatever. Leave any comment. He he answers uh, pretty much everyone that leaves a comment. But one of the things I like about his pictures is the resolution. Man, oh, man. On our phones, it's pretty incredible what you can see. And I've sat with him at his laptop, and his pictures are so unbelievable. When you look at um, any of the furry, animal, furry creatures or anything and you zoom in on the face, you can count every fucking whisker. He has, uh, boy, what was it, a mink? Uh, he has quite a few things, coyotes, all this sort of stuff. But in real life, when you sit with him, we're at the kitchen table and he's on his laptop, we can zoom right in. You can count the whiskers on those animals. He has unbelievable equipment, unbelievable skill, and um, he is really, really good at putting the shot together. Uh, I guess, what do you call it, composition or something like that anyway. So Instagram, Dutch.Gordon check them out if you guys could show them some love i would really appreciate it so all right i'll be right back we got another uh dave girl hanukkah sessions i think you guys will like this one this one's fun too stay there okay perfect that's shit okay okay ready yeah one two three four 
Cool. Okay, I'm back. And this is the long-awaited return of Is It Real or Is It Fake? <laughs> I haven't done this for quite a while. <laughs> really, I don't know why, but let's jump right into it. Is it real or is it fake? So uh, we get dispatched as a first responder to all sorts of calls. So some of these are real, some of these are fake. Uh, we'll leave the names out and the addresses and things like that, but we'll, we can talk about what uh, was dispatched. 23-year-old female with diarrhea and vomiting for one day calls 911. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> I thought that one was pretty helpless. So I got vomiting, diarrhea. Oh, how, so long, how long has this been going on? Oh, just today. Okay, we'll send out a crew. Here's another one that I'm thinking of. Two small dogs are on the loose. They're running up and down the street. Call 911, right? Is it real or is it fake? <laughs> How about this one? A uh, 20-year-old female with an injury to her tongue. She has a tongue piercing and it's injured. <laughs> so as a, a general rule of thumb, uh, attractive people don't call 911. So I can tell you in my head, I can imagine this person is... Uh, with a pierced tongue is probably a rather large person. How they injured it, I just have to wonder. Let your imagination run wild on that one. <laughs> Maybe the piercing got snagged on something. I don't know. <laughs> How about this one? A uh, 42-year-old male, constant hip hiccuping. So you call 911. If anyone has a treatment for hiccuping, <laughs> in a life or death, this is a life or death situation, right, when you call 911, Please let me know what that treatment is. <laughs> Constant hiccuping. Call 911. So anyway, I guess, what was that, four of them? Sorry, I, should, I need to get more. I'll get some more for next time. I, I bet, can you guys, I guess let's do this. Can you guys guess which ones are fake? If you guess none, you were right. <laughs> well, that's all I have for you guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Remember, those first 10 people to reach out to me are going to get a little gift swag package i will get it to you remember show my buddy dutch gordon some love on instagram and uh rack house ramplings episode 47 um that's a wrap we're gonna do uh the closeout song will be another dave Grohl doing some velvet underground this one's pretty cool we'll see you guys next time bye oh my god can you do it yeah i'm ready you can get ready Sound good. I think it's good. We'll just leave them going, right? Okay, let's go for it. Okay. Ready? Yep.